You're listening to the Be Human podcast, where we break down what it means to be human. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and share. Hey, y'all. Today's topic is therapy. We're going to dive deep into who should go to therapy, what is therapy, and what types are available. So if you're on the fence, this might be a good episode to gain some insight and answer some of your questions. And for our friends who are already in therapy, think about sharing this with someone that is still on the fence. And let's get into it. All right, great. So my name's Kevin. I've never done therapy. Where do I start? I think you have to start with knowing what therapy is. So therapy, I'll give you like two definitions. The first is more of like a non-scientific definition. And it really is that therapy is going to the doctor for your mental health. It's a way to treat health conditions, sort of like anxiety or depression. Mm. And the scientific definition is very similar. It's a form of treatment at relieving emotional distress and mental health problems. Damn, I need some therapy. This sounds great. (laughs) I mean, everybody does. And I think that's, that's the thing. Like, how do you know if you need therapy? Well, To put it very simply, if you're a human and you have a heart and you have a brain, you need therapy. Nicely put. I I like that. And I I mean, I I'm just talking from a a position of, you know, being in a place where I'm pretty happy and life is going good. But I still know and I'm still conscious. Oh, I have a lot of shit that I need to work through. And for me to evolve and get better, I, I definitely think therapy should be on the cards. Exactly. Exactly that. Think about this. You go to the doctors, even when you're healthy, it's a checkup, right? You go and get a physical, you say, Hey, I feel pretty good, but you know, just want to make sure I have a clean bill of health. The same thing with therapy. You don't, you often will go to the doctors if you have an emergency, but that experience will be very different than if you were going to the doctor just for a checkup, right? The same Mm -hmm. for therapy. It, the different type of therapies that you go through will be different based on where you are present day. Yeah. Speaking of going to the doctor, I am quite frankly, Bria, I haven't been to the doctor in a long time. I need to go for a checkup, but it's one of those things where, you know, you have a physical ailment. It's pretty visible. Like you are vomiting or, you know, you've broken something, you, you go to the doctor. Whereas because the whole mental internal side isn't as visible, we're, we're so much more reluctant to go and get help for that. Until shit hits the fan, until you're like, oh, wow, my life is falling down around me. Now I should actually go get some help. So I think that's the the, the wrong way to approach it. I mean, naturally, you're not going to go to the doctor when your your arm is falling off. You're probably going to go to the doctor when it starts to give you trouble and bother you and stuff. So I think we need to need to take the same approach to our, our, our mental health as we do the physical health. And, you know, we'll reap the rewards because of it. Definitely. Don't let a major crisis or emergency bring you into the rooms to have therapy. Be vigilant uh, and know that your mental health is something important that you should look after at all times. And I think that's one of the things if you haven't started therapy and you're, you're wondering if it's for me, you don't need a mental health diagnosis to start therapy. You, again, just need, so you don't need to be diagnosed with depression or anxiety or schizophrenia. These are, these are things that definitely qualify you to go to therapy, but if you don't have them, it's still an option for you and don't feel like uh, you need to be excluded in that way. 
Yeah, for sure. I like that. Uh, imagine just like it's not like you're going to show up to a therapist and like, oh, sorry, you're not schizophrenic. Turn around, get out of here. <laughs> you're not allowed in here oh not clinically depressed no sorry sorry no not taking not taking yet yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) and so if if so far you're like yeah you know what I have given therapy a thought but you know I think people get frightened because you don't know what type of therapy you should go to and there are many types of therapies let me just give you all a list of a few of them uh, and maybe some will resonate that you can kind of consider. So the first is relationship counseling. This is where it's going to aid in communication and facilitation with intimate relationships. So for me, it's not necessarily me and my partner. I would go to therapy with my mother and that would be a relationship that I really want to cultivate uh, and need help around. Got it. The next, which is the most popular one, is called cognitive behavioral therapy. And this is looking at reconditioning your thoughts, which is cognitive, and your actions and behaviors. When I started going to therapy, which was in college, my mindset was so off that my behaviors were erratic. And when I started going to therapy, I started to notice oh my gosh, you know, I'm doing these destructive behaviors. Because my mind is not in the right place. Great. <laughs> I've got a funny story about this. So when I was in college, I also went to counseling because that was when I was like kind of hit a really, really low point. And I remember I got like, you know, naturally in college, you don't necessarily, oh, I want this person or that person. It's kind of like who you get, you get. And I remember I went in and they were like, all right, this guy definitely needs some help. I got this like 70-year-old lady who's like trying to give me cbt therapy and she was like kevin sit down have you done your exercises i don't know why she sounds like a southern old lady (laughs) but i just couldn't relate at all and you know what's you know what's hilarious i remember being in one of the (laughs) sessions and she's like let leaves her notebook notebook down like clear as day for me to see and she's like written all over is like this fool hasn't done his exercises like yeah. oh my gosh are you so serious I, okay he didn't say, she didn't say fool let me classify that but she was like once again kevin has not done any of the exercises that i prescribed him <laughs> basically just like this little shit is wasting my time i remember reading i was like all right okay i'm done with this this is not for me uh so i should go to think of it i probably did get therapy i was just like this can't be therapy this is like yeah you're so like bizarre. i'm over it okay there are a few more types of therapies you have psychoanalytical and psychodynamic therapies and this is a focus on unconscious thoughts and beliefs that have developed over time this you will see often used as a tactic within let's say cognitive behavioral therapy because oftentimes when you're in counseling or talk therapy a lot of the decisions that drive your actions are based on unconscious thoughts and beliefs that you just haven't uncovered so mm. whether that be mommy daddy issues whether that PTSD from a previous you know encounter trauma all of those things are ingrained and embedded deep down in us and they impact the way that we carry out our lives. And so this type of therapy really does try to uncover some of that. Uh, does Great. that make sense? Yeah, that that's one that I could, that sounds really, really interesting to me. Cause I just think 
I think so much of our limitations and our actions are just tied to when we were like eight, 10, 12 years of age. You know what I mean? I think there's, there's a lot behind that. And for those who also kind of are like, yo, that's, that's interesting. We'll have a therapist come on who is, who's kind of work is around this area and really Mm. will shed light on, you know, what this looks like, giving some examples. So this is something that is super popular right now and that we'll cover in more depth later. Um, The other ones are more, in my opinion, a little bit more ethereal, sort of like high lofty there are therapies you know music art drama in a therapeutic environment i see this often with children so if you have a child they should go to therapy right like it, mm. i don't think you should oh as i'm an adult now i should go to therapy no children go through trauma i went through trauma when my parents got divorced and i was what 11 yeah i'm like a little kid but I should have probably started therapy then because I was mm-hmm. seeing things, I was experiencing things that then became embedded in my subconscious that then obviously had an impact on on how I behaved. That's something to think about. If you have children, they can go to therapy too. And then you have mindfulness, compassion-focused therapy, and integrative therapy. So that's kind of what I mentioned. If you do one, one type of therapy, but another one in the same session mm. or, you know, different sessions kind of incorporate multiple types. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to be vulnerable here. I want to, I want to know, did anything, so from the therapy that you've done, because obviously my parents are divorced as well, much later in life. Um, you know, when I was in my twenties, but I'm curious, did anything did you uncover anything around that divorce when you were when you were a kid from your therapy sessions? What is, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so I've done some psychodynamic therapy, and when I do it, one of the things that has worked was I have uncovered a like a little girl Brianna, uh, and she's about the same age as when I my parents got divorced, and when I connect with her. What I hear her saying to me is that, am I lovable? It was this my fault. And so grown up Brianna can now speak to little girl Brianna and say, no, you are loved, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't do anything wrong. This is not your fault. You belong. And those affirmations that I say to myself, but it's my inner child that provides healing. Uh, And in that healing now in my relationships with you, with other people, I don't bring that trauma and that brokenness because I've been healed. So that's some of the work that you do. I mean, and that's deep and I've been doing therapy for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's kind of what you can do. All right, Bree. So I, I am curious, maybe, uh, maybe you can share a little bit about what a therapy session is like. Would love to, would love to hear a bit more about that. So every session is different. There won't be two therapy sessions alike because it varies per person and per therapist. So I think if you see a therapy on the TV and you just think that's what all therapy is like, you might be disappointed because it really will vary. So you, you mean it's not like lying on a couch, looking at the ceiling while they like wave a, one of those clock things in front of your it's not like that what (laughs) it could be like your experience where you have an old lady who's like (laughs) barely surviving (laughs) writing writing shit about me in in a fucking notebook like (laughs) i left more depressed (laughs) wow even if my therapist can't put up with me even she thinks i'm a dick wow life really sucks 
maybe I need to go to solve the PTSD that I had in that in those couple of therapy sessions to get I over think so. this therapy. Yeah. Okay. And I think what you did is one of the things that I want people to do to know that it is okay to change therapists once you started a session or once you started working with someone, right? You can definitely have the autonomy to be like, you know what, this isn't working. Obviously, you should evaluate why you're saying it's not working. Are you saying it's not working because they're starting to hit at some things that really are at, at your core and you're becoming uncomfortable because it's requiring you to be vulnerable? Maybe that's not a good reason to change. But if the mm-hmm. person is writing terrible things about you on their notes and leaving it visible, if they aren't showing up prepared and ready to meet you, if they aren't being able to you know, give you the care and the treatment that that you're paying them for, then Mm -hmm. by all means, take yourself out of that situation. For sure. For sure. I mean, I was getting it free through college. So maybe that's where, maybe that's where where I went wrong. (laughs) When it's free, you can't really say, yeah, no, I don't want the old lady, please. I'd like somebody else. Um, (laughs) Free. So from your experience, like how, how does the session normally work? Does Is it the therapist just being like, do this, do that, do this? Or, you know, are you just like from, in my experience, just kind of unloading or, or who talks more, I suppose, throughout the session? I think it it all depends on what you need. So I'll go back to my analogy of the doctor. If you're going to the doctor to have open heart surgery, you want the doctor to be doing all the things that they need to do to make your heart well, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're going to the doctor... For PT, you might be needing to do a lot of the heavy moving, right? Because you're going for physical therapy. Yeah. So why are you going to therapy will determine how the the conversation is balanced. But I Mm -hmm. think know this, that no matter what, it's your time in the room. So if you feel that your therapist isn't giving you any space to talk, probably an indicator that the relationship is not where it needs to be. So it is your time. So you need to go in there communicating what you want, what you're looking for, Mm -hmm. uh, and know that their job is to empower and encourage. And they've been trained to do that. That's Mm -hmm. why you pay them. I like it. Question for you on that. So let's say I go, do you think, do you think there's, so obviously therapy is not cheap in most cases. Do you think you need to like commit to doing kind of a minimum of three sessions before you call in and say, okay, this isn't the right person for me? Or should you know, do you think it's reasonable to go in on the first session and say, all right, this seven-year-old lady is not working out <laughs> writing shit about me in notes? No, like as in, do you think it's okay to call on the first session or should you give it like at least two or three t- attempts before you yeah. call? Yeah, yeah. No, it, that is a really good question because. For example, I was going, I was looking for a therapist and this was right during the time where I was really struggling with my sexual identity and my faith and trying to reconcile the two. So Mm. I went to a therapist, it was an older white woman and she made me feel like shit. She made me feel full of shame and not, she definitely articulated to me that this wasn't going to be her affirming me or giving me space to even think about it, that she already had a sort of set of ideals and ideologies that she would be bringing into our sessions. 
Wow. Now, what did I do? I was like, okay, great. I paid, you know, I was pissed that I had to pay her for that session, but I, <laughs> I immediately was like next. Right. Yeah, so like that's, it. yeah. Like that's an example where, okay. One session was enough. Now on the flip side of that, I think for people who you found somebody like after that first date, it feels like, okay, I could keep seeing you, you know, like mm-hmm. it's working. A good therapist will check in sort of maybe after that second or third session. And a good therapist might even say, hey, you know, I know you're new to this. I want to check in on how you feel this relationship is going. Mm -hmm. You know, I've noticed X, Y, and Z. This is what I'm seeing. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about us proceeding, going down this path, exploring this more? They want to feel you out too. Like, let's be real. A therapist is Mm -hmm. also a human that has to deal with your shit. I don't mean to come off so harsh, but- they want yeah. to know, can they work with you as well? So For sure. does that make sense? Makes a ton of sense. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's interesting. Okay. Curious, Bree. So, you know, let's say you're going and you, you have a lot of, like you did, you have a lot of shame around some of the stuff that you're dealing with. Like, I'm sure a lot of people kind of go into therapy sessions. Like, oh, I don't feel, I'm just going to give them like a little snippet of what I feel bad about. Cause I'm kind of worried that they're going to start thinking I'm a idiot or, or that I suck. You know, what do you do if you're kind of afraid about your therapist? potentially judging you. Yeah, that that is a real fear, especially nowadays where there are so many different ways in which we can't bring our full selves to the table. Therapy should not be one of those places. Your therapist has been trained not to judge you. They've been coached. They have a therapist that helps them as well, or they should, so that you can bring your full self to the table. And I would dare anybody that feels judged by their therapist or, you know, has that fear going into it. I want you to call it out in your sessions. Hey, I'm feeling uncomfortable. You know, I feel like maybe you're going to judge me on this and see how your therapist responds Mm -hmm. uh, and use that as an opportunity to practice being vulnerable. Okay, Bree, like we said, therapy is pretty expensive. What like what's your approach? How often should we be going to therapy? Uh, and then also, I suppose on top of that, how how do you go about actually about finding the right therapist? Like, I'm actually curious on that. Yeah, let's be real. Therapy can be really expensive, and I think for a lot of people, if it's not something they're used to paying for, it can be a major roadblock and hurdle to getting started. There are a number of different websites that you can filter. Uh, to find a therapist of your choice. You can filter by age, race, ethnicity, sexuality. So you really can find the right therapist for you in your area, whether that be in real life or online. And I want to make sure you have resources. So please look into the show notes and there will be a number of different websites that you can use to get you started. That's uh, That's some great advice. I like it. And let me end on this note. Mental health is real. And more than half of adults in America will experience a mental illness during their lifetime. And if you are a part of an ethnic or racial minority group, the road to treatment is blocked by cultural views of mental illness and therapy, often the lack of insurance and access to appropriate care, and the fact that there aren't many studies around how to help us in these minority and ethnic groups. But do not let 
these barriers stop you from getting the help that you need. Because honestly, y'all, this is so important, especially for my Asian Americans, for Black Americans. It's hard out here in these streets. And if there are opportunities for you to go see a therapist, please take the time, do your research and start going to therapy. Yeah, that's a that's a great message, Bri. And, and I, I look at I look at Ireland for many years and we've definitely evolved and just come so much more like Irish, Ireland had the I think the highest suicide rate in the world for for quite a few years. There is definitely so much stigma, but we've really I, I feel like Ireland has really turned a corner in that aspect where people are so much more open about how they're feeling uh, and, and talking about this and it's paying dividends. Like I think there's, there's just so much power in that, in knowing that you're not alone and sharing your experiences and being vulnerable. Great message. It's so encouraging to know that the stigmas around mental health are slowly starting to peel away and it's now more accessible to talk about our feelings and to be vulnerable and go seek help. If you are still on the fence and you're still quite intimidated by all of this, it's okay. It took me a while to start my journey towards mental health healing and being able to talk about it openly. We're here to help you. We have resources. Feel free to reach out. Remember, you're not alone in this and it will all be okay. Well, fellow humans, if you liked what you you heard today, please, please, please remember to uh, you know, listen, obviously, share with somebody who you think would get value from this episode, but also the Be Human podcast in general, and leave us a review. You know, we'd really appreciate if you could leave us a, a review, because that's how we ultimately move up the ladder uh, and can help more people through being vulnerable and sharing other people's stories. So really appreciate everyone tuning in and look forward to having you all here next week. <laughs>